Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Greetings and all those fun uh, things you'd say when you say hi to somebody. Welcome to What's For Dinner, episode 119-119. Oh, what a fun show this is, guys. Fun, fun show. Um, this show, I'm coming to you from the uh, Crown, uh, Royal Crown Plaza, something like that, wherever. I'm at a hotel in Fort Myers working at the Laugh-In, and I sat down with um, a lovely comedian, very funny, talented, awesome woman named Lisa Correo. Very, very funny. Uh, I've known her for almost her entire comedy career, and uh, she's working out here with me, so we sat down for a talk. And uh, this show is really silly. We just... Um, we talked a little about comedy, about how she started, and uh, some really interesting road stories, and uh, somehow we got onto fishing with her vagina, and I'm just going to leave it with that. And uh, Lisa is also uh, on a Nickelodeon show called Every Which Way, so it's really it was, it's really cool uh, seeing her blossom into a talented comic and a, and a wonderful actress with a great career. Um... I could tell you this too, my friends who happen to be living in Florida, I am in, like I said, in the middle of my Florida tour right now, Fort Myers right now, and this week, this week, the 15th through the 17th, I will be at the Fort Lauderdale Improv uh, with Dom Herrera. So excited to be working with Dom. He's one of my favorite comics in the world, and um, I do not mind being the guy before Dom, because that means I get to watch Dom every night. Okay, enough of my rambling. I'm going on. It's always about self-promotion. Nah, 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 not anymore. Now it's about you guys sitting back, relaxing, and enjoy this episode 119 of What's for Dinner with Lisa Correa. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Very tiny everything. Yeah, you know. Giant it, vagina. Mm-hmm, <laughs> say, except for the vagina. You have a vagiant. Right yes. Right out the gate. Yes. Go to vaginas. That's well, that's how you have to start. You have a vagina gate. Hold on. Vagina gate, which by the <laughs> way, the least popular <laughs> uh um I, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Uh are you thinking of Watergate? Yeah. Nixon? Watergate and uh, <laughs> and the other gates. What do they call those? All the gates. <laughs> no, they're called um, controversies. Oh, ah, yeah. Had I said that in the appropriate time, it would have been funny. But See, I would have just left that out and searched for another word. Well, what other word is there aside from controversy? I don't know. I would have just started talking about something completely different if I had to. Well, you can't just go vagina gate. It's the least popular anyway. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> Well, that's the way to start a show, mm-hmm. is about vaginis, which again, another <laughs> unpopular show, I Dream of Vagini. Did you hear that, that burp that came out of my neck? Was that a burp? Or was that It I was like a bubbly thing, but it was only in my neck. It didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> you can burp from your neck? Well, I know it's not that I can do it. It just happened. It's not like I did it on purpose. So it's like one of those, uh, like <laughs> that? It's just like a bubbly noise, and it just... Sprang so forth. So that, that didn't even make it to the mouth. Is that even considered a burp at that point? I don't know. I fart the same way, though. You fart out of your neck? No, not out of my neck, but it, they're just internal and they're loud. And <laughs> wait, so you so wait, you fart, but it's not released. Right. So it's an internal fart. Yes. But it's loud still. It's so loud. Yeah. Does that like... It a, happened a, like 
10 times during the movie that we just went to. I don't know if you heard. I was like, I wonder if Flip could hear these. Oh, <laughs> it was I just loud. It, I thought it was some kind of weird, like, uh, fourth dimensional <laughs> effect. Like, you're in outer space and you smell the refuse. I just, I, my, my internal organs mm-hmm. are just super duper loud for some reason. It's always been that way. And... Just everyone can hear all of my digestion, whatever. God knows what happens so in your body. <laughs> so, so all of it's loud. So your liver's just going, ah! Yes. Like yeah, exactly. That's 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 a medical anomaly. I know. And uh, I'm also lactose intolerant. Um, I didn't have any dairy today, though. But if I had, Oof. oh, my God. It would have been bad. So loud. Yeah, like other people who are lactose intolerant will like get the runs and have things like that. And my again, it's all internal. It's just really, really loud. So you shit inside yourself. I'm shitting within myself. <laughs> so you fart in yourself, you shit in yourself, and you burp in yourself. You should explode by now. I don't know if I'm shitting within myself or it's just it's just more noises. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a, this is more about you than I I, I ever knew. Mm-hmm. You should write that into like the this sh- into the show that you do. I guess like so. like you're an internal your witch who keeps everything bottled up. I should maybe talk about it on stage, and maybe then I would find other people who this happens to because I haven't met anyone else who has like. And if I drink milk, it will sound like I'm just blasting farts, but nothing is coming out of my anus. Nothing. <laughs> it is completely <laughs> inside my stomach. But it's loud enough that you're like, what are you doing, Lisa? And I can't control it at all. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just it's the sound without the smell, basically. Yeah. And that's why I had no friends in school, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we were the same Could age. Could have been your big vagina okay. that was turning kids <laughs> But off. I wasn't showing that to people. And, you know, when we were kids, mm-hmm. okay, no one knew what being lactose intolerant was. So my parents would just give me, you know, a bowl of cereal every morning. So I would go to school, and I I didn't link it to the cereal. I just thought I'm I just a farty sounding kid. So I was constantly moving my chair around and my desk and crumpling papers and <coughs> yeah, r- just rustling. <laughs> Constant. Did they did they call you like Lisa Cornhoeo? <laughs> no, I didn't have any funny nicknames. I mean, I I don't know that anyone figured it out. Maybe all the honest, rustling around worked. We were talking about you. Were you? Yeah. We were calling you like fart face and uh, <laughs> unstinky breath. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's no. it, There's nothing I can do about it. Is it's So you've had that since like since you were a kid, just the, the farts without the smell. with it. It's how God made me, Flip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody has their little imperfections. Yeah, there you go. For example, um, me, I have asthma. I didn't know you had asthma. I have asthma. Oh. And I uh, I shit myself constantly. Mm. Mm. And it asked me if it's lactose uh, related. Is it? Nope. I just like to shit myself. Do you really shit yourself? No. <laughs> Although I, I'll tell you this story. <laughs> um, I was God. I must have been about eight or so, and I'm swimming in my friend's pool. Ooh. Mm, you could already tell the uh. story doesn't end well. And <laughs> I was wearing I was wearing like uh, like fluorescent blue speedo kind of bathing suits. And I was getting out of the pool, and I felt my stomach, like, make that, like, oh, I guess I got to go take a poo-poo. And um, I say poo-poo. <laughs> a poo-poo. A poo-poo. <laughs> and I'm stepping out of the pool, and literally I go, oh, and I'm no. like, oh, no. And I ran into my friend's bathroom, which was connected in this patio, pulled down my bathing suit, and just a fucking glob of poop. Ooh. Just, like, 
it's not it wasn't because it was in the it was in the water so mm-hmm. it was like ugh. and my friend's father came <laughs> how to old are you i was 27 years old <laughs> and my friend i was like eight <laughs> and my <laughs> my friend's father comes in and my friend's parents are like lutheran catholic people like very well hello how are you very nice to see you and he opens the bathroom and he goes what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I was, and I, I was more scared that he cursed than oh, that I just no. shit in his pool. But uh, yeah, very, very. But that's the only time I think I ever. But you uh, didn't leave myself. the shit in the pool. You took it out with you. I hope so. I really don't remember. Yeah. You. You know. I mean, there's always going to be. It's always contaminated. Yeah, I, th- I think they had to move. Yeah. After I did that, that house. Men was, shit themselves more than women. I de- think it depends on the woman. I guess so. You know, if you get a really drunk woman, mm. like last night. Could've oh, could've. yeah. We had some bodily fluids going on. Yeah, last night uh, you got, <laughs> you know, everybody. Th- <laughs> have you ever had anything like that happen to you on stage before? No, but you know what? I'm never surprised by anything either. Okay, just for the people listening, last night, Lisa, we're working together in Fort Myers. And uh, Lisa was on stage. It was right at the end of your set. You right at the I was just about to do a closing bit and just jump off the stage. And now what happened? This woman, because I kind of saw it from the I back of the room. I just was setting up the bit, like, just three words into it. And, uh, and did you I, see the I woman? heard, I, no, she was just super loud. She just goes, I got barfed on. <laughs> just like just full like volume. And I can see her, so I can see that no one barfed on her. She was sitting in the same place for my whole set. And what no one barfed on her that I could see but apparently we learned later that someone was sick before the show, threw up everywhere in the bathroom, and I guess it splattered up on her, and she was drunk. This lady's drunk, too, so yeah. she just at that point in the show realized that there was some on her. Oh, is that? I thought That's it just what happened. happened. Yeah, I was completely confused while I was on stage, too. Oh. It was so a total mystery. she just realized there was some barf on her. Yeah. Oh, that's going to ruin your night. She seemed okay with it, though, except that she was just loud. Loud, yeah. She was still going to sit there through the whole... M- I would have left. I, my night would be over. God bless her. No, because yeah. I'm, I'm watching, and like right when you started doing that, I heard the crowd start kind of breaking up into like oh, yeah. factions of people going, oh, my God, is that true? Somebody threw up? Yep. And I'm just back there going, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she's got to, you know, she can't, she, she can't close like this. She's got to close yeah. strong. She's I was like, no, I'll close like this. I don't care. <laughs> well, no, but what you did, which was cool, because a lot of comics might just go, okay, well, um, you guys deal with it. Bye. <laughs> you corralled him back. And no, you did. Like right Thank at the end you. of the set, you said, uh, well, blah, blah, and you went into your closing bed and you closed well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like once I got up there, I didn't even bring it up. Yeah, yeah. But it, like, it was, <laughs> I know, because I was worried. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have to go up there as the barf talk is going on. It, it got awkward when she first mentioned it, and I was trying to figure out what happened. But isn't all crowd work awkward awkward at first? It's, like, supposed to be, I think. It, yeah, well, that's the fun of it. Like, that's why I like doing it. You never know what's going to happen. Mm, what's, yeah. Like, do you go out into the crowd a lot? I, I'm not afraid to. Um, I, I like to because... For me, it's exciting because mm-hmm. you because it just makes each of our shows unique, and you never know what you're gonna learn about the weirdos that are in the audience. No, absolutely, it's so crazy, especially in Fort Myers. There's some interesting characters here. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a weird combination of people in this town. It's like you've got the retired people, mm-hmm. obviously the older folks, but then all these weird younger people mixed in. Yeah, it's so odd. It's retired and retired. <laughs> it kind of is. A little bit. No offense yeah. to uh, mentally handicapped. No. But some Fort Myers folks are fucking retarded. For sure. Um, 
what's what was like the weirdest crowd interaction that you had? Because I could imagine, because you're uh, you're very pretty, oh, and thank you. you're welcome, and you're very personable. And I saw you last night before the show. You were some guys at the bar were uh, were uh, I, how would you put it? Um, <laughs> talking to you in yes. a very aggressive manner. They were quite delighted by me. Yes, very yes. delighted by you. <laughs> And I could imagine that that sometimes poses uh, issues when you're on stage as far as having to prove yourself more than mm. than uh, either a guy comic or sure. a female comic who's not, you know, who's a little more abrasive or not as attractive as I yourself. definitely have some, I guess, different experiences. Uh, you know, it usually comes up after the show that people come up to me and say very strange things. Like, like I had a guy come up to me once after a show a clean show that I'd done and he goes you don't swear do you and I was like well no and not too much you know and this was a clean show he goes you look like you wouldn't say shit if you had a mouth full of it (laughs) (laughs) I was like ooh charmer wow scared me on so many different levels I could imagine because I was just imagining myself like tied up in his trunk with like a turd in my mouth (laughs) 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 just so he could see what I would say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't talk with my mouth full. <laughs> See, you're not cussing. <laughs> Even with a mouth full of shit, you ain't saying shit. I am impressed. <laughs> you have proved me wrong. You are a lady. <laughs> where, where was that gig? That and was who's at, booking it? That was at the Fort Lauderdale Improv Flip. Was it really? Yeah, I believe wow. you'll be playing there soon. I will be. Maybe next, you'll meet uh, that guy. Th- this week when you're listening to this. But as far as like on stage, <laughs> the... W- <laughs> like, I hope I meet that guy. <laughs> hope, you know, you don't. You look like you wouldn't say shit even if your mouth was full of it. <laughs> we know, know the right? same person. <laughs> I've heard about you. <laughs> or maybe lots of guys say that. I don't know. Um, uh, not, not generally. But I mean, for as far as on stage... I mean, I get the typical female comic thing where you'll have guys yell out, take your shirt off, that kind of a thing, which is like, oh, like you, as a female comic, you got to learn how to deal with that like right off the bat, right. especially that I learned comedy in Miami. You right. know, you have all that going on constantly. But uh, this has nothing to do with being female. Or maybe it does, but I doubt it. But I've had two different occurrences where a guy with a fake leg took off his leg and held it up in the air twice. It's happened twice <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, it's crazy to happen once. Wait, wait, please tell these stories. Okay. Because you can't just... And there's not that much to the story other than that happened. Well, okay. Once was... Uh, bo- they were both in Florida. Mm-hmm. One was in Port St. Lucie. And... Uh, there was, you know what it was? It was a Santa Claus. It was a guy who was playing Santa Claus. With one leg? Big guy, beard, one leg, had the the prosthetic leg completely exposed for the kids to see, which I thought was hilarious, and how can you not mention it on stage also? Right. And, you and know. Wh- where was the venue? What venue was it? That was at um, Mickey Finn's, which okay. they don't do comedy anymore. So it was like a bar? It was a sports bar. Okay. It's a crazy wild sports bar. Yeah, okay. You know, one of those places that you're like, wow, we're going to do comedy here? Okay. <laughs> 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 it 
in with 500 TVs on all different channels. Oh, God, so many distractions. And then you have a one-legged Santa Claus. And then, and I can't not say, and plus he was like a guy who was loud and participating too. So I can't not talk to him. Right. So I just started doing an impression of him. I was like, ho, 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 kids, I would have you sit on my lap if I had one. <laughs> like something like that. <laughs> and he loved it. Like he loved being teased. So he took off his leg and he was like swinging it around there. I thought that was pretty cool. And wait, what did you what did you say when he was swinging his leg? Um, I you know what I don't recall. It was a long time ago. You but don't it was, recall what you said. I to really a man don't remember swinging his prosthetic <laughs> really, leg in the air. I really don't remember. Yeah, it was just another night, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then he told his prosthetic ago. leg friends about you, and the, his other friend was like, "Well, I got to go see this chick." Okay, so the other one was in Deland. Deland. Deland, Florida. Okay. At Wimpy's Jailhouse. <laughs> It was a bonkers for a little bit, and then Wimpy's Jailhouse, and I think it doesn't exist anymore. But um, I really don't know why he took his leg off. There was no reason for this guy to have done. I didn't even know he had a fake leg. He was just, again, he, he was excited about the show and enthusiastic, and his leg came off, and it was up in the air, and it was just like his way of clapping, I guess. <laughs> he was showing me affection. Wave your leg in the air. <laughs> Wave it like you just don't care. Exactly. So that's how prosthetic. Uh, got Isn't that weird? Pro- yeah, that's fa- the fact that it happened to you twice. Crazy, right? That means good things are going to happen to you. Yes. Like get, that means you got a leg up on the. Uh, oh, I, I have another weird thing that just popped into my head, and this is a joke I did at the Late Show last night, which is it's kind of an, a dirty, not dirty. Well, yeah, I guess it is dirty. But the one where I, I'm acting out the vibrator in the tracheotomy hole. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that bit. I might have missed that bit. Oh, yeah, because you, you probably remember it. It's kind of weird. It's hard to forget with a setup like that. Yeah, I, and it's weird to tell a joke face-to-face, but the idea of it is just that, like, in catalogs for just, like, that sell things for the house, sometimes they sell neck massagers that are quite obviously vibrators but they're mm-hmm. selling them like their neck massagers and i'm like who needs a neck massager shaped like that maybe if you've had a tracheotomy and i go into this horrible act out you know oh i mean when i say horrible i mean it's a great act out but it's horrible just at me As, to the towards the human race well. <laughs> to do it so i'm acting out in and out of the hole in this smoky bar and off to the to my right from the darkness i hear i'm gonna kick your ass and this guy who had a trach was like very, very angry. And we went, got into a back and forth that was so funny. It was so great. I'm like, why are you in a smoky bar right now, <laughs> sir? Because it was like the smokiest bar I've ever seen. It's, it was a place called the Dive Bar in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm like, uh, we just went back and forth. And he, he called me an asshole again. But we were like doing it in a fun way. And I talked to him after the show. And he was like, you were great. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, this is one of the coolest things ever. That is very wow. So it so he threatened to kick my ass. I'm like, I think I could take you, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun, but that's why crowd work too is so yeah I mean, exciting. Never, it totally, totally like that show will never happen again. That no, disappeared into the atmosphere. That's exactly what I say. That's what I s- tell people. Like, I love doing crowd work because nine times out of ten, there's going to be some kind of moment, some kind of interaction that will never happen again. Sometimes they're like when I do crowd work. And I have, like, the Rolodex in the head. You're so good off the top of your head, though. Like, oh. incri- I'm not as quick as you. I'll think of good lines later. Like, <laughs> sometimes magic happens, but other times it goes nowhere. And I'm like, all right, that was awkward crowd work, and let's go back to jokes. I have those moments, too. 
But, um, but you're really awesome. Thanks. I, well, I, like I, I said, I like it. I love just because it, it makes it fresh for us, too. Because mm-hmm. I get sometimes I get so sick of telling my own jokes. That yeah, for sure. I just want to spice it up for myself, too. Yep. By the way, I think it tagged for that tracheotomy vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's another thing I do. If I come up with a tag, I just got to say, uh, like, you know, that's what I call deep throat. Oh, I uh, like that. Thank you. Uh-huh. I have my moments, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I do. That's good. So not only are you a hilarious comic. Oh. Well, thanks. first of all, like, um, now what year did you start doing comedy? Hmm. I guess it was, I guess it was 2004. 2004? Yes. Okay, so you started after I'd already left Florida. Mm-hmm. You left Florida because I remember you came when I met you. You were visiting from L.A. Okay, okay. And I was like, "Hey, I thought you're really funny. I'm a new comedian." Was that the 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 night that I tried to rape you on the table? No. Okay. No, we had already known each other before the rape attempt. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> for those who want to know that story, you just write in and ask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so you started in 04. So you've only, okay, you've only been doing about 10 years now. Yeah, just <laughs> almost 10 years, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you were a teacher before I that. I was a teacher, sixth grade, Broward County Public Schools. That is very good because, as you know, teachers <laughs> are rampant in my family. Yes. Both yes. my parents, my brother, a couple cousins. I love your mom and dad so much. Oh, they're oh good. My, my mom gosh. and dad were at the show last night. They're so cute. It's nice. I'm pushing 40, and my parents still come to my shows. They're adorable. They're, they're good Jewish they're good people. good people, yeah. Um, so you were a teacher, and now you were doing you were teaching while you were doing stand-up? I, um, I was still a teacher when I started. I was on maternity leave still. And um, once I started comedy, though, I really, I instantly became obsessed. And I did not want to go back to teaching. So um, I did the maternity leave as long as I could to keep my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and I figured and then I could also make the decision if I was really going to because it was such a crazy sort of change. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, so, you know, when I, I it gave me time to make that decision if I was really definitely going to do that. And and really, especially when I started, I was so obsessed and only talked about comedy, thought about comedy, you know, wrote jokes as much as possible. Like I was so annoying really as a new comic we all are oh my gosh because it was all i talked about it was the only thing like that i cared about how did you get into comedy and my child of course (laughs) of course of course (laughs) those two things two things like were you influenced by a comic or do you just like making people laugh and then you went oh maybe i should try the stand-up no you know what i just always kind of imagined myself as a stand-up i i think it was just such a cool form of entertainment. I think all kids imagine themselves as some kind of an entertainer at some point, whether they're a singer, a rock star, or a movie star or something. And to me, stand-up comic was in one of those sort of dream jobs, too, because just in my house growing up, my dad really loved stand-up comedy. So it was like a cool thing okay. in my house. So we're my whole family, we're all smartasses, and we're all funny my brothers are way funnier than me they just don't perform and I don't know it was just like a natural thing and I would write down jokes even from I still have my notebook from ninth grade high school where I was writing down jokes that I imagined myself doing on stage really yes do you remember one of them absolutely I do one of those jokes still really yeah what's the joke it's uh 
Um, my my aunt gave me a book of home remedies of everything with garlic, and um, in the book there's a recipe for a garlic douche, and um, I feel like if if it smells that bad that garlic's an improvement, that you're probably past the home remedy stage. <laughs> like you should probably get professional help. That's funny. Before you grab a whisk and start making a marinade for your rancid clam. <laughs> Unless you're trying not to get raped by Dracula. That's the bit. <laughs> That's I the bit. I swear, once you started going to that, I'm like, oh, well, that means Dracula won't be going down on you. And you, you had the tag. Good. So that was in ninth grade. I had and that you still joke. still do that. I'm, yeah, once in a while I do it. You might want to update your act. I know, say. right? I just, Jesus. I love it because that has that nostalgia from no, that. I gotcha. and I and I really like the raped by Dracula line. I was going to say rancid clam is w- a wonder- wonderful uh, imagery. And when I do a gay crowd, I always do that joke because they love rancid clam so much. Anything with gross vaginas, it, gay, gay crowds love it mm, yes. so much, so mm. much. I know the um, the gaseous cunt line that I do. <laughs> Whenever I play that for the gays, because they're so grossed out by vaginas that it makes complete sense to them. <laughs> I love vaginas. <laughs> That's how I knew I wasn't. There was a short, short time in my life when I was doing musical theater <laughs> in the summer of '97, and like every, almost every guy in this uh, uh, theater company was gay. I was oh, like you one don't of the say. only. Yeah, believe that. I think I was one of the only like six straight guys there, mm-hmm. and. But like I, you know, I got along with the gay guys really mm-hmm. well, and there was a split second where I'm like, maybe I'm gay, I don't know. And then I'm like, no, I love vagina. Yeah. I, I the, the idea of a penis is that disgusts me, but vagina, mmm, yummy. Yeah. So. I mean, I definitely, I think everyone questions themselves because we don't know what it feels like to be gay. So we're like, what am I? Like, I'm such a tomboy. I've always been such a tomboy that. You know, I wondered, I'm like, am I a lesbian? Like, it makes so much sense. Uh, to be with a woman is did, probably did great, too. No. <laughs> no, because I, I think men are awesome. So, there you go. We're pretty damn good. <laughs> okay. So, so, can I just, I want to tell one thing on this podcast. Sure. And I'm going to interject it right now. Interject away. You're married to a person I like very much. Speaking of being a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wait, Allison. wait, do you know something I don't know about Allison? Okay, no, listen. Okay, Allie. Yes. Who's adorable. And I remember the first time I met her, you were doing a show. I, th- I must have been on it too because, I, anyway, we were at the Fort Lauderdale Improv and I'm sitting in the back with her and you guys just started dating and you're on stage and she's like leaning over to me. Oh my God, he's so handsome, isn't he? <laughs> It was so cute. I'm like, yeah, he's handsome. She just kept like, but look at him. Just look at him. (laughs) I'm like, yes, he is a catch. You got hold on to him. (laughs) Marry that man. So Uh, cute. I knew you were going to get married. I was hoping you would. Like just from that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed. She she can't stand me now. (laughs) That's why I'm not. That's why she's not here with me. Oh, stop it. (laughs) No. Well, you know, if it's uh, and and our my listeners know Allie. She's been she's usually on the show anyway yeah but it's it's funny it's like because you were married at one point mm-hmm. um and uh you are now in a relation relationship wait wait what a relationship a relationship that makes sense there's a boy that i like let's, <laughs> let's go that way um 
but yeah, look, no, I I, I love Allie, and uh, it's fine. I knew I was gonna marry her kind of early on too. Yeah, I could totally tell. It was she, just so. Right. But when you know, you kind of know. Yeah, no. You know? Like I there know. was well, you knew the uh, the one right before Allie. Yeah. Yeah, that little uh, <laughs> what a what a bitch. Oh man. She, I've I've heard stories about her too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you about them off the air, but okay. But Ooh, it's a, I can't wait. Yeah. But it's like one of those um, uh, things where it's like my, you know, my dad. When I was younger, I had a like a girl really hurt me bad, and I was really really upset. And I remember my dad just having a nice heart to heart, and he goes, "Son, until I met your mother, I knew exactly what love wasn't." And he said, and when I met your mom, like all everything that I went through. I realized I had to do that. It was worth it because I realized what I didn't want in somebody. Oh, my gosh. See what I mean about his parents, guys? They're adorable. They really are. Yeah. Love them. So when I met Allison, I'm like, holy shit, you're everything that I want. There and you things go. I didn't even know that I wanted. Hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice. And a great lay. And God damn, can she suck a dick? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, with gusto. And she plays <laughs> with the ball. She, ah. Oh, just enthusiasm. Real. She really hasn't. She she takes pride in her work. She's conscientious. She is. She is. She's a she's a woman who knows what she wants. It's a lost art form. It really is. <laughs> it's like hosting a show. It's a lost art form. Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you still host shows? <laughs> do I still host? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, good. Yeah. A lot I, of. A lot I of think it's important to. I think it's important to never look down on it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of comics. Because I think over the over time, there there's been like a hierarchy established. Like mm-hmm. it's a host and the feature, then the MC, excuse me, then the headliner, and like people automatically assume if you're the host, you're not good. I'll produce shows and make myself the host. That's you know? what you should do. Yeah, and yeah. it's like to me, it I I don't think of it as a you know a, a lesser comic on the show. You should be a stronger comic. Yeah. You know, inside the industry, we talk about that all the time, but. You know, to me, it's like this is my show that, and I'm going to do a set mm-hmm. and and then present these other comics that I like to the audience. You I, know? I know I've uh, talked about excuse me talked about this on the show before, but that's how it used to be like in the days of the Orpheum Circuit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like um, the headliner was the host. It mm-hmm. was like you said, it was their show, and then they present the featured comedians. They present their friends. But the host is uh, the host was the most important part of the show, and the host is always the glue, the through line of the show. That's so right. You become the most familiar part to the audience. Well, when we watch late night shows, you know, yeah, the host is the star of the show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I love Conan, you know, because he's so funny. He's quirky. To me, he still makes me really laugh. Yeah, yeah. You although, know, although I got it with Conan, it's like when he was first came on the air, he was kind of young and quirky, and that yeah. little like head bob and whatever work now it just seems like it's kind of but he's got to be in his 50s now is he that old or late 40s at, he at still least. makes me laugh though you know i don't regularly watch any show but when i watch clips of it I'm, i just think he and andy are like legitimately like they'll have a boring host i mean a boring guest and they still make me laugh yeah that, it, it, conan that quirky style that he has like him and craig ferguson mm-hmm. are like my favorites although craig is leaving now yeah yeah but uh i haven't so watched old. fallon I haven't really watched Fallon. I don't watch it that much. I haven't watched Letterman in a yeah. while. 
Yeah. I know. I, I, I haven't watched late night TV in a while. I like, know, because we're always working late at night. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching my own show, and God damn, I am funny. <laughs> I am just we're just staring at audiences' faces. Yeah, I know. Like, That's are you good at reading say. a crowd now? Oh, I can read a crowd in, when they're walking through the door. They Sometimes they're outside, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> just size them up immediately. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm right. Mm. Every so often, I'm wrong, and it's a wonderful yeah. little surprise. Yes. But uh, yeah, sometimes like you're walking in, it's just like they're outside. They've got their beer koozies, and like this gonna yeah. be a fucking fun show. Bro. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, or like at at clubs like the Improvs, where they do, they might do a little funny video before, or maybe show videos of upcoming comics. Like sometimes the crowd laughs at that stuff, and you know they're gonna be a hot crowd. Yeah. it's like oh my god, they're gonna be amazing. They're laughing at this stuff. You know, no, totally. So and then other times they're just completely just having conversations yeah. during that. And you're like, great associated. Yeah. But it's the nature of the beast. <clears throat> yeah. It's just it makes you know if you have to work harder or not. You yeah. Know. I kind of like working harder. I like when it's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. You know, unless it's like something like an important showcase or oh something. Oh, my God. Do you remember the show that we did in also the Fort Lauderdale Improv that was like a benefit and. It was for like congenital heart disease and a little boy that was like part of their charity had died that day. Do you remember that? And you were like patted me on the shoulder when they were they announced it before the show started. They were like, we're very sorry. It was two women on stage. Vaguely remember (laughs) that. And they were like, we're so sorry to announce. And then they talked about this little boy dying. It was like I was tearing up. I remember And you're just patting me on the back like, well, have a good set. (laughs) God, I like, do remember. And you did well, if I recall. Well, I, d- I threw a Hail Mary on that one. I said, uh, I, I knew the one woman's name who was part of that announcement. And uh, I went up and I said, give it up one more time for uh, Cynthia, whatever her name was. Give it up one more time for Cynthia. Worst opening act ever. That's how it started. I'm like, they're either going to love me or hate me right there. And that got a, a big laugh. Yeah. I, the audience really didn't expect it. Yeah. So. And I remember you did Holy really well. Crap. And that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those moments that you could totally misread because I was back there going, oh, my God, this is like I like worst yeah. opening. You can this is why would you do that before a comedy show? But Terrible. You know, but in the end, you had a great set. If I remember, I did. It was a know, good night. Yeah. yeah. And, and it you, shouldn't have been. <laughs> but no, you know why it was? Because. They needed that laugh. Yeah, for sure. They needed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of those times where you're like, oh, this is going to suck. And it turns out later you go, wow, you know what they needed? Everyone that. was crying. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was crying. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so Oh, my God. But you know what? That's. Ladies and gentlemen, before <laughs> we begin the show, uh, <laughs> we should tell you the n- terrorists have attacked the World Trade Center. 3,000 people died. <laughs> Please welcome Lisa Correa. <laughs> Here's the thing. I. The one thing that keeps me in comedy for sure is that I don't have, I'm not afraid of bombing. So to me, if I go up and I try something weird and it doesn't work, it's another night where I tried something and it just, it didn't work out. So I, I don't know if there's something missing in my brain <laughs> that I don't have the fear of what I should be afraid of, but it it's good and bad. It's bad because you should care. <laughs> But it's good because it, I do end up trying some weird things that end up working out, and then I'm, you know. Well, I think that's, that's important. It's important <laughs> to because if we all played it safe, there'd be no great artists, and we'd all kind of be in a stagnant, you know, plateau. 
Like we, there should you should go on stage and have moments where you don't know what again crowd work or trying out a joke. You're like, oh my god, this is so dark, but mm-hmm. maybe. But I think it's funny. Like there's yes. a there's a joke that occasionally I do. It's one of those where it has to be the right crowd, but basically where I compare Thanksgiving to the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and it's a it. And the thing is, it's like it's a smart joke. And is it like a turkey holocaust? No, it's the, the basic bit is, <laughs> I don't even know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I talk about how um, Thanksgiving, we tell the kids it's this, you know, f- fun holiday about the Indians <laughs> and the pilgrims and everything, uh, and all getting along. But in reality, it wasn't like that. It was when the, you know, the Europeans came to this country and slaughtered thousands of Indians and took their land. It's a dark <laughs> part of our history, but... We, you know, to make ourselves feel better and to give kids a nice little fairy tale, <laughs> we told them this. And and then I go, um, do you think in time the German people might start telling that <laughs> little dark part of their history in a little lighter way? Like, then I do this act out with a little kid like, Faza, why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, son. And it goes on. And it, and it gets dark. But it's I think it's a true little comparison. I love and Nazi humor. Oh, do you? I do so much. Oh. It just, you know what? I grew up with Mel Brooks movies. Oh, yeah. And he has so much Nazi humor going on. It's so to me, it was always something so funny. You know what? It's never wrong. It's Reich. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like my thing that always makes me laugh, which is a horrible thing. I'm not laughing We're not, at, no, no, you're you not. know. <laughs> It's it's what Mel Brooks does so brilliantly is he mocks mm. Mm. the Nazis. He mocks Hitler. Mm. Hitler on ice. You know, so springtime for Hitler. It's like, yeah, he's not making he's not it's not like he did a show called, you know, the 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 showers that no one saw again or anything mm-hmm. like that. Ooh, that was awful. But he uh <laughs> no, if if you can take it take this evil and turn it on its ear, that's where the humor comes in. We were know? on a road trip once flip where I had just the night before I had this weird dream with you in it and I was trying to explain the dream to you and I was like we were just running and hiding from these really mean Nazis and you were like whoa is there such a thing as a nice Nazi (laughs) and you went into a whole character like the rest of the road trip of the nice Nazi I don't remember that I was dying laughing the whole time like I couldn't breathe it was so funny the nice Nazi I'm like you should do that on stage and you're like "Mm, I don't think that's a nice I don't think the nice Nazi Nazi. (laughs) was that the road trip where the scorpion went up it was yeah it was that didn't really happen I had to pee so badly and we were in the middle of Florida somewhere there was no there were no buildings anywhere we were just in the middle of the woods with a road And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to pee so bad. And you're like, just pull over and pop a squat. And I'm like, it's not that easy with a vagina. Like, they don't work that way. You don't just whip them out. Like, I'll have pee. I'll have a shoe full of pee <laughs> if I just try to squat. Like, I can't do that. So we ended up finding, you, like, an like old a, gas station or yeah. something. And I just we were joking, like, they're, like, rodents or whatever. Walking That's around. what it was. I, it was... I, was it while I was popping the squat in that scenario? I think so. I was like, and a scorpion's going to come up and bite my vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go brag to all hmm. of the scorpion friends. <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't believe it. I was just walking around. This vagina appeared above me. I thought I was going to get abducted by fucking bit that shit. I always have a fear of things biting my vagina. <laughs> like, I had to pee off of a boat off the I side of a boat. I put garlic in it then. Yeah. 
It all comes back to the garlic vagina. Look at that. I had to pee off the side of a boat once, and that, I, like, my bladder would not release. As badly as I had to pee, my bladder would not let go because I was so scared of whatever could possibly jump out of the water and bite my vagina. Because I'm like, as soon as I start to pee, the sunlight is going to glisten off of it, and it's going to just look like bait. <laughs> Wait, your urine is going to look and like... And a tarpon or <laughs> a Wait, lobster. Do you, have, do you have chum coming out of your <laughs> vagina? Chum. Are you peeing chum? <laughs> no. What kind of urine looks like bait? If it glistens, then it's then it becomes sparkly. Sparkly isn't so. What minnows might come <laughs> up and and see your urine? <laughs> I don't mean like chum. <laughs> what you, well, what's gonna come up and bite your vagina? I don't know a lot about fishing. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> like, everybody's got a fishing pole, and you just got your vagina hanging off. Like <laughs> nothing's biting. I'm I'm trying. I don't know a lot about fishing, but. My vagina's hanging over. Isn't that what you do? You know what? You could say, you could, sure, take that point of view. Or <laughs> maybe I'm right, and I would be the best fisher person ever. Deadliest snatch. <laughs> That's right. The deadliest. The deadliest snatch. That would be, that would be the greatest twist of irony mm. if you become a world-class fisherman just <laughs> with your vagina. Like all these That's guys. kind of a cool idea, yeah. Reeling in a marlin and then. You just hanging over your vagina, just like trout. I'll just jump yeah. into the boat. Great white, great white shark yeah. just jumps right into the boat and goes. I can't resist a good vagina. Mm -hmm. I discover the the giant squid that, <laughs> <laughs> that there's been so much lore about for all these years. <laughs> I catch the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say the creature from the abyss. <laughs> comes up like that little thing from the james Cameron movie yeah and uh, then i'll just have to do comedy on the side it's just a side thing then yeah yeah of course well you can't top you can't top the uh the loch ness monster vagina mm -hmm. catch yeah i just do the stand-up thing to pay the bills my real passion <laughs> <laughs> is catching yeah. creatures of the deep your new audience are just fishermen going i heard she called the loch ness monster with her vagina I got to see this girl do comedy. You mean Nessie? Nessie. Nessie went up and nestled right up in her Jenny. <laughs> her Jenny. By the way, speaking of uh, smelly vaginas, hmm. it's time for a little part of the show. Oh. Called the Skippy Green Show. Okay, let's do it. It's the Skippy Green Show. Lisa Correo. Skippy. Oh my God! I I thought I smelled something familiar. <laughs> nice to see you in your vagina again, of course. Thank you. From it's both been a of while. Us. It's been a while. Remember, I I took both of you out for dinner that one time. We 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 each had the clam, if you know <laughs> what I mean. All right, Lisa. Here's how this works. Are you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. I you think. You I don't know what this is, but I'm ready for whatever this is. You better be ready. Okay. All right. First of all, we get naked. Oh, okay. All right. All right, here's how it works. <laughs> I like that you're acting it out. Thank you for rubbing the mic all over you. <laughs> will not wash that mic. I'm going to ask you a question. you got to answer the question mm -hmm. in 10 words exactly. <sighs> not 11, not 9, 10 words exactly. Are okay. you ready? Uh, I have so much anxiety right now okay. over this. You can use my fingers. Okay. Please. If you...
could have. Any insect other than a scorpion live in your vagina? What would it be and why? Oh, what insect and why? Yep, ten words. Nickelodeon's gonna love this. I would have, I'm running out of words, beetles, because I love <laughs> Paul McCartney. Boom! <laughs> That's very good. That's uh, very good. There you go. It reminds me of that old Beatles song, I Want to Hold You Clam. <laughs> it was a B-side. Yeah. It was a B-tide to a... Uh, the hard day's cock, <laughs> I believe. It's the Skippy Green Show. And Skippy's gone. Oh, bye, Skippy. Bye. He had to go. Uh, he has a gig somewhere, I think, in the Poconos. I know. He gets booked way more than us. No, I'm poking a chick in the nose. Thank you, Skippy. Whoa, poked Whoa. his head back in for that. He was. He's such a charmer. He is. Thank you for doing this, Lisa. Gee, thanks for having me. Gee, you're welcome. Golly. Gosh. Um, people can find you online. Twitter. Lisa Correo. C-O-R-R-A-O. Pink. And um, yeah, you have tour dates on there. And uh, yeah. do you want to mention the other thing? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you, you <laughs> Lisa's also a, f- a, uh, a, a featured regular, I guess we can say. I'm a, a recurring character. A recurring character, even better, on a very popular uh, Nickelodeon sitcom showy thing. Yeah. Called Every Witch Way. And I play a witch named yeah. Ramona. That's awesome. <laughs> Ramona, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a cool little name. Oh, thank like, you. Like, what is it like Ramones-ish or just uh, that was a name? You know, it is a little bit because my character wears black and she's very stylish and cool. That is very cool. Yeah, I like my character a lot. That is really, I think cool. you, you wear like the bangs too, I right? I have bangs. Which I've I never seen you bangs. in bangs. Yeah, so well, they're awesome. fake. Are they fake? Yeah, I don't uh, have bangs. Well, that, I was wondering how they pulled They clipped them in and uh, they just have really amazing wigs on that show. That's awesome. Huh? Well, look for Lisa on Every Which Way Nickelodeon as Ramona <laughs> and uh, playing comedy clubs near you. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Uh, love you guys. See you on the road, and see you next week. Bye-bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.